Yoga teachers, mindfulness leaders, and energy workers, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? Welcome to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we'll dive into conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B and have some fun along the way. My name is Jessica Cross, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Marketing Off the Mat and Happy New Year. Happy 2022 to you. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so excited to start fresh with you and really dive into lifting your business up, lifting up your confidence so you can make a huge impact in your students' lives and make a good living doing it. So I'm just so, so glad you're here. My name is Jessica and today we have an incredible incredible episode with my friend Suzanne Riker. Suzanne is a digital strategist helping yoga teachers and wellness entrepreneurs build a profitable online business. Suzanne is the host of the Blissful Biz podcast, where each week she brings you the productivity tips, online course strategies, and mindset shifts that will help you create a business of your dreams. When she's not in her home base, and right now that's in Hamburg, Germany, she's exploring the world in her camper van with her terrier, Luna, looking for the most beautiful hiking trails and free Wi-Fi so she can work on the road. Today, we dive into all things website. So if you have a website, if you don't have a website, if you're thinking, oh, I need to update my website, this episode is totally for you. Let's take a listen. Hey, Suzanne, how are you? Hi, Jessica. Nice to see you again here. Nice to see you as well. Nice to um, to be in community with you and have this chat. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. Um, I have been following you for a little bit and I just love all of the stuff that you're putting out into the world and helping yoga teachers really level up them, themselves and their businesses online. And I just knew that you had to be a guest on the podcast. So I'm so glad oh, you're Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. I mean, I felt the same when I reached out to you. So I think <laughs> it's mutual yes. how we, that we admire each other's work. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. That's very kind as well. So I would love, since we already know each other, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and, and tell us a little bit more about you and, and how you got to today. I love to. So my name is Susanne Riker. I'm from Germany, from Hamburg. And um, my background is working in digital advertising. So I've been working in advertising agency for a really, really long time. And then I went to Bali for yoga teacher training at the end of 2013. And, um, and I already had a little online business that I started. It was a yoga retreat directory. So where I listed yoga retreats. And yeah, so from there, it all kind of evolved over a few years that I was teaching yoga. So as a traveling yoga teacher, so I was teaching a little bit in Bali, in Thailand, in the Philippines. And then I was also started well, I started working with yoga teachers, helping them with their websites, with their marketing. And um, so it evolved that I decided, okay, I'm going to help yoga teachers with their marketing. And so I actually moved away from teaching yoga. I'm really focused on my online business now. Um, I also wanted to have an online business because I wanted to be able to live in Bali. <laughs> and you know like be able to work from anywhere in the world and yes yeah, so it's um it's been an amazing journey 
Wow. Uh, I did. I didn't actually even realize that you got to spend so much time, not only your teacher training, but then getting to work and teach in Bali and Thailand. Like that's incredible. Must have been an incredible experience. Yeah, I think the last six years so before the pandemic, <laughs> I spent like six months a year or something in Bali and in Southeast Asia. Yeah. Wow. And then you. Yeah, that's why this the last winter and this winter, this weather is traumatizing for me. Before I left, I actually I promised myself that I'm never going to spend another winter in Germany anymore. And now I'm here again. I'm like, oh. We're <laughs> <laughs> just. Um... Just making space to appreciate when you're able to spend Christmas in a warmer climate. <laughs> yes, I really have nothing to complain about. I have a really nice place to live and everything. So yes, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. We'll just tell ourselves that when we're freezing <laughs> for Christmas, right? <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So, and then you got to not only experience teaching and traveling as a teacher, but then you start started to bring your previous career into your, your next iteration and helping teachers market themselves online and, you know, bringing in your advertising experience. So I know you spend a lot of time doing that now, and that's like the, the bread and butter of your business. And so I'm so curious, you know, where do you see teachers kind of falling short these days? And if someone's listening and needed a little bit of a lift, what would be a tip to help them get started or, or shift their marketing in a way that makes the most sense for them and reaches their clients? Hmm. That's such a great question. Um, I think a very common mistake I see, and I've done that too, is that we focus on things like creating content for social media, just as one example. And, um, and we feel productive doing that, but that's all passive action. It's not really helping you increase your income or reach more people really like immediately. What I always tell my students, what I want them to do first is create offers, create something that you can sell. And social media is great. There's nothing wrong with being active on social media, but you just have to be mindful of your time and where you spend it because you only have so many hours in the day. And so that's, I think the biggest issue we have is really, and it's probably like a social issue, overall social media, all the problems that we have with it. And we all know that, but especially for marketing, it's, um, it's not the only thing you can focus on. Mm. I think that's the biggest issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's such a that's such a good point, and that's such a good thing to call attention to. Is we spend so much time trying to stay current, trying to stay visible, and if we're not putting out offers, well, it doesn't even matter because we're not getting paid <laughs> for what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 a little bit more inside our comfort zone. Um, so when we create offers and we sell them, we make more, we are more vulnerable we can fail right so it's scary to put something out there why when we just talk about like we share some tutorials about handstand or a yoga video or unreal that's entertaining that's pretty safe right nobody's going to judge us for that oh, i think that's, that's so like true. the biggest issue behind it so um so yeah i just would tell you to be mindful <laughs> like what is pushing you to create only content for social media to focus to stay there to um, only do that and what's 
like keeping you from really creating offers and putting up some workshops or some online workshops and virtual workshops, work on your online course, um, improve your private package, private session packages or private yoga packages, things like that. Yeah. And to your point, it is so vulnerable to put ourselves out there and ask for an energetic exchange from, from our, our gifts. So it's our online course or our, our private session package. It is so much easier to throw up a really cute handstand photo, <laughs> right? <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think that's something that uh, many people deal with is just kind of balancing social media and then finding the, the courage, the, the 20 seconds of like scary courage to put themselves out there and make an offer. It's, it's not easy. I've been there myself, definitely. Right. And yeah. it's something you always have to remember. What really helps me is um, plan it all out and put it all on my calendar. So I use Asana um, to manage all my tasks and to do it's a free online tool that you it's asana.com like the yoga post and it's amazing I love it my whole life is on there and um, also things that I'm uncomfortable with like going live or something I have to put it on there and when it's in my calendar then it well not always but more probably it's going to get done yeah. <laughs> I'm not perfect right it's not the perfect system but it really helps yeah, and I, I, I so relate to that. If, a, if it's not on my calendar, it's not going to happen ever. <laughs> it's just got to be on my calendar. But yeah, it's about finding the tools uh, like Asana or Trello or, or whatever productivity system that you have out there is just to, to commit to something and put it on your calendar. Or if you're not a calendar person, put it in your journal, whatever it is, is just put it down, get it out of your brain and then stick to it. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm such an online person, which comes with traveling all the time. But now I got like for the first time, this really beautiful planner from Michael Hyatt, super expensive. So I had to order it from the US. I had to pay custom and all that. <laughs> and so I really have to use it. <laughs> like I'm committed now. Yes. <laughs> I'm in this. Oh, it's so nice. And, and having that mix too of the pen to paper and the digital, I'm, I'm very much the same. So I get you. <laughs> yeah, I want to track more like my goals. And like before that, I just wrote them in my online diary and then I never really looked at them again. So mm -hmm. I really want to track them a little bit more. But uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Well, I'll have to check in with you and we'll, we'll <laughs> yes. see how it goes. Yes. You do have that gorgeous planner that you must use now. So, <laughs> so you know, I know one of the things that you uh, have such an incredible wealth of wisdom and knowledge in is, is websites and specifically websites for yoga businesses. So how does our website fold into our overall marketing strategy as yoga teachers? Um, so I think you need a website as a yoga teacher. I know there are people who say you can get started just with a Facebook page or with an Instagram profile. And yes, yeah, so you can get started. But um, when you're really serious about your career and building an, uh, a business as a yoga teacher or healer or coach, you need a website. It's like your shop window and you want it to look engaging you basically want people to step into your shop right get them through the door so you show them all 
the nice things that you're offering. You want them to know what they can expect, why they should step inside. Um, and that's everything that your homepage has to do, basically. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's like your hub where all your best content is, where people can learn more about you. They're going to look you up. Today, we look up everybody online. So I look up my plumber or something, if, you know, if you can re find reviews and if they have a professional looking website, it's going to leave a better impression. It's going to reflect on the quality of your teachings, of your services. It's unfortunate in some cases, definitely, but it's just a fact. Yeah, it's the it's the world we live in right now. And yeah, even more so since the pandemic, I think. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't really know about that. But um, and I also mean, with professionally looking, I don't think you need to hire someone. You don't need to hire a designer, especially when you're just starting out. Professionally looking means it's easy to use. So um, there are no. Well, not too many spelling and grammar mistakes. I'm not the grammar police. Nobody's going to mind when there are a few mistakes here and there. But when everything reads like, <laughs> I don't know, like a for class, I don't know, like a school kid put it out there, it's not going to look professional. You want all the links to be working. You want forms to be working. You want it to look good on a mobile phone and, and usable so people can really use it on a mobile phone. Everything's working. Those things are important. And then when you're just starting out, it doesn't, it doesn't have, need to have all the bells and whistles that can come later. So when you really have a successful business and you have money coming in, yes, you can hire someone, you can outsource that. But when you're just starting out, I would actually save that money, set up your website yourself, spend money on a photo shoot. <laughs> That's going to make the biggest difference. Don't hire a designer to create a logo and don't hire someone cheap to create a website because you're probably not going to be super happy with it and you're not going to have any idea how to take care of it. So the costs are going to add up later even more. Mm, that is such great advice. You know, I, I could see getting into, you know, multiple thousands of dollars deep in having someone build a beautiful website for you. And you don't know what how did to you do. <laughs> What did you do when you guys when you started? Out? When I first got started, I I definitely DIY'd for sure, and I started out on Squarespace, which is, is very yeah, in my great. opinion, yeah, really user friendly and has lots of options. There's templates out there too that you can buy if you'd like to do that. Um, and I yeah, I actually learned a lot through the process, and I and I enjoyed it. It's like oh, and now I know how to to fix and tweak, and you know if I do get a new photo shoot. Uh, add those photos in or, you know, update my events and things like that. So yeah, just, just kind of getting started with something and it doesn't have to be complex and maybe even to your point, simple is even better. It's just getting started with it. And as you said, it can be fun to let out your creative side and it's really empowering. That's what I hear from my website students. Ooh, so I have a course, how to build a website. I use WordPress because that's where I started. Um, I, I really like Squarespace, but unfortunately I was already on WordPress when it came out. So no, no turning back. And I'm really happy with WordPress because I have so much flexibility. And when I see like entrepreneurs now, when you are a little bit bigger, it's like, no, then you have to get like a second page for every course. And uh, it's like, uh, uh, why would you do that? I have everything and I can build all kinds of pages and landing 
pages and everything in WordPress. Um, but um, I know a lot of yoga teachers use Wix, which is really easy to use. And um, I might not like the look as much to the look and feel, but you know, that's just personal taste. It really doesn't matter so much as you think. So um, it's just like important to get something out there. It can be really, really simple when you're just getting started, just like some information, what you do about you, your journey, contact form, um, your schedule, if you have that. Um, a blog if you're up to it. I really, really recommend having a blog to, for everybody um, because this is what really will help you get more traffic. Um, it's not a short-term strategy. It's going to take some time. When you build up that content library, it can make it's make such a big difference over the time. So it's just like when you have a normal website and you have like eight pages maybe for Google to find and to di direct people to your website, um, that's not a lot. But when you create a new blog post every week, or let's say even every month, that's like 12 another every month is like 12 and additional pages and in five years like that's like i don't know a lot 64 <laughs> <Math>. <laughs> and um that makes a really really big difference um for your business so that's how you that's how people find you not just by by your website being out there and being online unfortunately that's not enough um so the you can do ads Facebook ads, Instagram ads, um, you can post on social media, but um, I think the best way to really grow your traffic organically is with a blog and then by building your email list through that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, that's something you own as well. So it can't be taken away, you can't lose access. We've all seen, this happened for, to people on social media. Oh, I've been hacked. Oh, I lost access to my account. It can even happen to on YouTube. It's a nightmare, right? So, I mean, yeah. you can hack on your website, but you have a better chance of getting it back up there than when you get hacked and you have to get touched with Instagram. Good luck with that. It can take a <laughs> while. <laughs> yeah. And, and then when the platform itself goes down, as it happened a few months ago for, you know, an entire day, if your whole presence and marketing strategy is on a single platform like Instagram and it goes down, what do you do? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you've really got to have some sort of presence and, and to your point, things that you actually own because we don't own our Instagram. We don't own our Facebook. We own our website. We own our blog. We own our podcast, depending on where your platform is and the content that we're putting into those things. Yeah. Yeah. And it all plays together. You need social media too, and your email list and your content strategy, but um, your website where it all comes to is where it all comes together, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said too, is you're like, there's so many platforms out there that you can even just, just get started with something. Like if it's, if you're on Wix or you're curious about what's the most user-friendly thing for you to try, just go try a few. There's a bunch of free tri trials out there. And then, you know, there's courses and wonderful professionals like you that can help you with WordPress or anything like that. So if you're out there and listening and you're not sure exactly where to start, just try a few things and see what sticks. Yeah. 
I mean, I would probably recommend doing a course, whatever platform you choose. I've seen people really struggling setting up their pages with Squarespace without any additional support as well. And it's just going to take you so much longer trying to figure things out. And having a course where you just follow someone click by click, that's how I teach it, how to build a website. So I created this template website in WordPress, and, and then I just show people how to set it up based on this template, how to customize it, how to you know, like build every single page. And then you have the, um, the knowledge um, to move on from there and create additional pages on, um, yes, or add features and all that. Oh yeah, that sounds like an incredible course, by the way. And I would love to share that in the show notes because I'm sure a lot of people could use that step-by-step, click-by-click, help that you're putting out there. I mean, in WordPress, I've, I've had things on WordPress before and I find it not as intuitive. So if you're interested in WordPress, definitely check out Suzanne's work because that, that's so wonderful. I agree. Probably Squarespace and Wix are easier um, on, yeah, but first, like when you look at it, <laughs> it's probably more intuitive to use. Yeah. But um, WordPress, it's not rocket science either. So... It's true. And there's just for WordPress, there's just so much that you can do with it. It's so customizable and you can really get in with all the different plugins that they have and make it yours. So it's, it's definitely not off the table, especially with amazing courses that you're putting out like that. And you really own it as well. So you're not really dependent on someone else's platform. So WordPress, the self-hosted version is totally free. It's an um, open source project. So it doesn't belong to a company or anything like that. So you just have to pay for your hosting, um, which is like $4 or something a month, up to $10. And then you have to buy a theme, which um, the one that I recommend is a one-time fee of $60. So one time, so not every year or something. So, and, uh, and that's it. That's amazing. That's very affordable. And your domain, of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But also well, you add that package in together, you're spending, you know, a little over, over the time. Bucks. Yeah. yeah. A year. That's nothing. Or not, actually you said it's even an annual or not even an annual fee for, for some of that stuff. So that's very affordable and doable. That's good stuff. <laughs> So what did you, what else did you want? There was something I think you wanted to ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, for, for the folks that are listening, you know, the teachers, the healers, energy workers that are out there, let's say, you know, it's the beginning of the year and they're wanting a couple of tips, you know, one to, one to three actions that they could take right now to up-level themselves with a website or their online presence. What would those be? Okay, the thing I see most often on websites is, and I've done that mistake on my first website, is that people don't have a picture of themselves on their homepage anywhere. Can you believe I did that myself? Um, I was like having, making all the excuses in the world, like I don't have any good pictures and I add them later. And it's it was really just fear of putting myself out there. And um, I, like I'm not the, really the expert yet. I didn't really believe in you know, like my expertise and I see the same thing happening in my students. And it makes such a big difference. People want to get to know you. They want to connect with you. They need to see your face. So that's, I think the, the 
biggest difference. The first thing you should do is check your homepage. Do you have a picture that pretty much up there um, where people can see your face? <laughs> And not just like your bag with a beautiful sunset. And I don't know. Um, there are so many beautiful options, but um, no, we need to see your eyes. We need, people want to connect with you. So that's like the first thing. Um, the second thing I would say is open it up, open your website up on your phone and see what it looks like on there. Is everything working? Are pictures looking funky, like cut off weirdly, or are headlines cut off weirdly? Do you have, um, so depending on your platform, might, you might have more or less options to optimize it, but just try to find out what you can do to fix those things. So to make sure everything's working as it should, like, is it readable? Like when you have your schedule up there, maybe you have it like as a graphic and that's readable on your desktop. But when you look at it on your phone, it might be super, super small. The same is actually very much um, happens very much with logos. So when people mm -hmm. have logos that have a lot of text in them, it's like, and uh, on the mobile phone, it just looks like this blurb. <laughs> And it doesn't make any sense at all anymore. So um, yeah, just like, um, I don't, you probably won't have to change everything. Not everything has to be perfect, of course, on your mobile phone, but make sure that everything works. Um, okay, and a third thing, let me think, let me think, make sure you have options um, for people to sign up to your newsletter. And don't just say sign up for my newsletter. Boom. <laughs> um, make it a little bit more enticing. So if you don't have a freebie yet, that's fine. You don't have to stay stuck there. Um, a freebie is something you give people in exchange for their email address, like a free um, checklist or a free yoga video or something like that. If you have that, great. Maybe you can also set up something really, really easily. But otherwise, you can at least say something more engaging. So you can, your copy can be more engaging, like sign up for my inner circle, get my monthly love letters with um, personal stories, um, exclusive recipes and special offers or something like that, that makes it a little bit more interesting, that shows your personality and that, um, you know, like makes people want to join your community. And then have not only one form on your website, so on your homepage, you should have one. I also like to put one in the footer, even if rarely anyone uses it. But, you know, like when you have people asking you, oh, where can I sign up for your newsletter? You can tell them, oh, it's in the footer on my website on every single page, something like that. Um, so that makes it just really easy. And then you can also have a pop-up. Um, uh, yes, they are annoying, but they still really work. Um, what I like more is to have this info bar on the top of each page to promote something special like an upcoming workshop or event. And um, so there are tools that, um, for example, Hello Bar, um, I use um, Convert Plus, which is free with the theme that I'm using for WordPress. Um, yes, and that's really, it's not as distracting as a pop-up, but it's still very, very visible because it's right on top of every single page of your website. Mm. 
so many great tips. I'm taking mental notes too about my website and what I need to adjust. And that's, those are so great. Like, yes, we've got to have a picture of you. <laughs> we need to see your face so we can connect and, you know, really spending some time looking at your own website. Like after you've taken some time to, you know, put yourself out there online, like take a look at it, look it out on your phone. Is it easy to use? Are the links working? Just like the kind of the basic stuff. And then yes, we've got to have that email list opt-in, be it a freebie or a form or both. And I totally, I love that advice about having that top bar instead of the pop-up, but that's a really good tip. Yes. And I think that's um, something, it's a really great start to set up your website. I mean, I have tons more things. I can talk about, <laughs> I can talk about websites all day long. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that's why you do what you do. <laughs> So good. Okay. So big question. If you could go back at any point in your career, be it in your teaching career before that, or as you've kind of moved into this yoga business coaching space, if there's something that you could go back and tell yourself that would save you a couple of sleepless nights or a headache or two, what would that be? Um, oh my God, it was probably... I think the biggest mistake I made when I started this whole online business entrepreneurial journey was that I gave up too quickly and moved on to the next thing. <laughs> like with my first online course that I launched like the end of 2016, I think, and it, I didn't sell as much as I thought. I, I seriously thought I would become rich. <laughs> But it was kind of ridiculous because I didn't really have a special uh, email list. And so I sold six courses, which was pretty great. And, and, but then I launched it again. And because I didn't build my list, I sold less. And then I was like, oh, no, I have to create something else. I need to create a smaller course. You know, like instead of really staying with this course and making it as good as I can and um, really learn about selling it and about Facebook ads and setting up webinars and like collaborating with other people and all those things, I was shying away from that. And I was focusing on creating content because that was my comfort zone, you know, that's what I felt safe in. And I know it's a very common mistake and it's all mindset. And, um, you know, like back then I, I would have told you mindset, I don't have any mindset issues. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it's all boo -boo. And now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. But that's what I tell my students. You have to stay with it for at least a year before you put up something new. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. Really yeah, I mean, it always depends, but yeah, unless it's really not working, but very often it's just, it's very often when a launch failed or um, you didn't sell as much as you hoped for, it's probably not the quality of your product. It can be the messaging, it can be just like um, you're speaking not the right language, you don't have the right audience, you know, like so, um, or you're not really communicating in a it in a way that they understand that it solves their problem so all those things can have uh like can influence your success so it doesn't have to be like your videos or how you teach or it's probably not that 
Yeah. Oh, that's so good. It, and I think that can also relate to, you know, when we, you know, put ourselves out there in any way, we do it just the one time we're like, Oh, hi, here I am. And no one responds. You're like, okay, I'm just going to go away now. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. We're done here. <laughs> so I, I love that. It's just like stay, basically stay the course, figure, figure out and tweak as you go along, because you're going to learn so much from each time you post or each time you launch. And take that into, into consideration and don't beat yourself up about the content because it's probably not that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, you know, like um, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm. <laughs> maybe. Uh, uh, I think we've <laughs> all been there, but um, I'm also, I mean, yeah, it's, it's can be hard. And um, I think we also have to learn not to be too hard to ourselves and compare ourselves with other people who maybe have more success faster and give yourself some grace you're just doing the best you can and you like baby steps I think are fine as well yeah yeah and we the comparison point is such a good one because I think we look at others and we see maybe we just came into their space into their community and we see where they are and we relate to where we are and we somehow think we're on the same chapter, but they may be 50 chapters ahead and have had yeah. this windy journey to get there that we, you know, we just can't see. So it's so yeah. hard to compare ourselves to others like that. I know, I know, I know that too. I mean, I'm all about collaborating and there are a few people now working with yoga teachers and I love that. I think it's just like good for everybody when there's like more people than you know, like. So people can find who they really want to work with. Um, but there's, um, there's one girl and she's amazing. I admire her so much and she's so much more successful. And it's like, I had to unfollow her because I wasn't able to really just be happy for her. It was all like still oh, the ceiling inside my belly that I'm a little bit jealous. And yeah, so I think it's just like being aware of it is the first step. But that doesn't mean that I can handle it perfectly all the time. Surprise, we're humans too, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a great tip, actually, is like if it's if that is kind of wiggling its way into your purview and your energy and how you're putting things out there, it's like maybe just unfollow them. It doesn't have to be forever, but you know, just kind of set that aside for a little bit and focus in and, and then revisit. At a later time, yes. maybe. <laughs> I think that's a great tip as well. Just stay in your lane and, you know, like, um, just like put your blinders on <laughs> when you're working on something. So you also don't want to get too influenced with, from what somebody else is doing. It's very easy to, because there's so much noise and there's so many people we admire and then be like, oh yeah, I want to do what she's doing. Oh yeah, I want to do what she's doing. And then we kind of lose our distinctive personality, voice, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And I think for the teachers and the healers that are listening, they something I hear so often, there's just so many teachers. There's just such a big community of people that are doing what I want to do. And it's, it's so important to remember that our unique voice is what draws our clients, our right fit students to us and no one else can, can do that. But yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. It feels like everybody's a yoga teacher now, but, um, 
I mean, we just have to accept that it's not going to change. And if you, when you look at other industries like acting, oh my God, so competitive um, or modeling, you can get judged by other people in a way that is really, really weird. And um, or writing authors, nobody's you know, like they're still putting out, they're still put out books. And yeah, you know, and it's like everything has been written about already. So that's what it feels like. Um, but yeah, you, you can't let that stop you. That's so it's true. It's very hard. It really, I think what comes, what's really important here is to have a strong purpose, to really know why you're doing what you're doing and not do something just because you think you should be doing it because that's not going to last. Um, you really have to have that deep urge of, and this vision of where you want to get to, like why you do what you do. So it's, it can evolve over time, but it has to be really, really strong. Mm, that's so true. It, you really have to have that awareness of your inner compass or you know, really yeah. what's the point anyway? <laughs> it can't be like, I just want to earn six figures or something. It can't just be like money. It has a number. It really has to be another reason behind it, I think. And it doesn't have to be complicated or, or opera would talk about it worthy. Um, so for me, it was really, I wanted to earn enough to be able to live in Bali. That was like my biggest motivation. And now, yeah, so I have like this vision um, that I really want to help people more people, help more people and create like, you know, like more goodness and positivity in this world by helping, helping all those yoga teachers and healers and coaches reach more people. But it all started with, I want to be independent. I want to be able to live in Bali. And that was a really strong motivating factor for me to work on my business. Mm. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I think that's something so special about working with the people that we do, with the teachers, the healers, and the coaches that are out there. It's like, we all have this innate need to help other people and make an impact doing that and, you know, make, even if it's just one person's day, just a little bit better with that class or that talk or whatever it is that you're putting out there. And the money comes after the money comes yeah. after it doesn't have to come first. And yeah. it's never about like a certain amount of salary. And it's like, it's about this feeling of freedom, security, what, how much money do you really need for the lifestyle that you envision and I think that's what you need to look at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's great advice. I love that. So tell me what cool stuff do you have coming up that we could check out? <laughs> um, so when you're interested in websites, because that's what we talked about, I have a masterclass that's free, how to, um, like, I don't even know what's the name of it anymore. <laughs> it's like the website masterclass in my universe. And it's like where I teach you like everything you need to know to set up your website, um, like what to put on your homepage, how to structure your website, how to choose your colors, all those things. It's super actionable. So um, I can share the link with you for that. Um, you also find it on my website, susannereicher.com. And if you're more interested in learning how to build an online business, um, I have a workshop day coming up in January. So I don't know if that is actually before this episode comes out or after, 
um, but it's happening middle of January and um, otherwise I also have like a private training that you can sign up um, how to build your online business and build a profitable online business. Beautiful. Yes. And this, uh, the, the cadence of Erin should work out perfectly for this. So we'll be <laughs> sure to include the, the links to your masterclass, your workshop, and all the other cool stuff that you're working on. And of course, your Instagram and your website as well. So people can follow along. So this is so great. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions about websites, you can also DM me on Instagram. Um, yeah, as I said, I really love talking about websites and helping people there. Beautiful. Well, if you're listening and you have questions about websites, go over and DM Suzanne because she's gonna she's gonna give you so much, even more from this this episode. So just take take her up on that and give her a follow as well while you're there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. This was incredible. I'm just so grateful for your time and all of your wisdom and knowledge and, and friendship uh, as we, we move into this new year together. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that the most incredible conversation? I absolutely love Suzanne. She's a wealth of knowledge definitely go check out the show notes because I have some really cool links uh, to the resources that she mentioned in our chat. Um, she has the free how to DIY your dream website masterclass. It's on her website that she talked about today. And then also this workshop that she mentioned that's happening on the 12th of January called Forward is also in the links. Both are completely free. So you definitely want to check those out. Um, and you can follow her over at Suzanne Riker on Instagram. She's so great. I love her content and I love watching her dog Luna <laughs> and seeing where she goes in her camper van. So definitely check her out. And I hope this chat lifted you up. I hope that you're feeling inspired as we're stepping into the new year. And if you're not, I want to say you're not alone. It's totally okay to go through those moments where you're feeling a little bit stuck, a little bit paralyzed by the fact that you have so much to do and little time to get it done. And I'm here for you. Stay tuned because I have some really cool things coming up and I don't want to spoil it just yet, but stay tuned to the podcast. Stay tuned to my Instagram. It's at jessicacross.co. And if you're not on my email list, send me a DM or check out my links in the uh, show notes and as well as in my Instagram bio, because I can add you. So you'll be the first to know when all of those really cool resources come out very, very soon. I'm sending you so much love. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Off the Map podcast. I love hanging with you as we figure this thing out together. Do you have an idea or something to share with me? Send me a DM on Instagram at, at justcacross.co and let me know what's on your mind. I'd be so grateful if you shared this with someone who could use this episode. And if you get a chance, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Catch you on the next episode. See ya.